everyone and welcome back to the Football Sugar Podcast. My name is Thomas Durning and today I'm joined by my co-host, Pierce McLaughlin. Hi, how are you doing? I'm not too bad. So on today's podcast, we'll be discussing all the latest Premier League news, which will include Arsenal's draw with West Ham and also the latest Scottish Premier League news, which will include our reaction to Calm Davidson leaving as St Johnston manager. We will also be reacting to last week's Champions League matches. Well, at the end of the podcast, Pierce will give a rundown of all the latest Asian football news. So before we start the podcast, we have to start by mentioning that just recently Pierce has moved to South Korea. So please, so Pierce, could you tell us uh, what you'll be doing over there? Yes, so I've... um... Got to start as a teacher, so I'm going to be working for a, an academy called Poly in a, a place called Jongju in South Korea, which is in the Jilabukdo region. Um, so yeah, I'll be working Monday to Friday, um, and I have weekends free, so so potentially be watching some football matches and traveling around South Korea. Good. Well, hopefully all goes all well. Thank you. So, um. We'll now move on to the latest Premier League news. So the biggest news coming out of Premier League this weekend was the West Ham versus Arsenal match, which finished 2-2. This now means that Arsenal have dropped two points in a row, which will further hamper their chances of winning the Premier League. So, Pierce, do you think this result um, will have a big significance on who will win the Premier League? Yeah, I, I, do, I, I generally do. I think it was a... It was a chance they blew Arsenal. And uh, similar to the the last game where they, they were leading as well. Um when you're two 0 up and you're against a struggling West Ham, so let's let's be honest, they've not been great this season. Their Europa Conference League form has kinda helped shed some uh, light on their season because they've they've been well shot on what they were because they've got positive Jared Bowen. Mikel Antonio, Thomas Suchek, um Declan Rice, for instance. And they just haven't been up to standards. And to have a 2-2 draw, and even with, like we're going to mention, probably the, the debatable second goal of West Ham, which was a, a handball in the build-up, Saka did miss a penalty, which would have made it 3-2 regardless. And it, it just puts the, the ball straight back in Man City's court. And with both of them facing each other very soon, um, at Etihad, I, I I just think it's it's in Man City. I think Man City are now in the driving seat. Yeah. So I I've watched Arsenal's last two matches, um, and both the both matches have been so similar in terms of how it's gone. So the first thirty minutes of the Liverpool match and the West Ham match, Arsenal were amazing. They went two 0 up. They looked like they were cruising and they were going to score even more goals and win comfortably in both of these matches. But I've noticed that they kind of have started getting complacent. Um, and then, like the team, like Liverpool and West Ham, like I've, I've noticed that, um, you know, the more they grow confidence in the match, I've noticed the last couple of matches, Arsenal have kind of started doing things that they never, they never really do. So, for example, Arsenal have been, are known for this high, high tempo 
passing get kind of kind of football where you know they, they, they can tear teams apart but they started doing things like hitting the ball up in the air you know not really keeping the ball just trying to get they gave away the first goal against West Ham they gave away it was a really poor goal and then just after that the, the, the game the game changed and it kind of it sort of went into West Ham's favour where you know they looked like they were going to get back in the game which it did and then as you said Saka had the penalty which, to be honest, when I when I was watching him, I just I just didn't really. I had a feeling he was going to miss, and then he did miss, and then I think it was about two minutes later, West Ham went up and scored the second goal. So, in terms of what that means, I, I mean, at this point in the season, it's you know every 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 win is so important, especially when you're in Arsenal's mm-hmm. situation, and the fact that they've drawn that they've drawn two times in a row now, dropped points. And West and Man City just look like they've got it all sorted now. They look like they're in cruise control. I just can't see. I just can't see past Man City at the moment. They are in the driving seat, and especially with the games coming up, the Man City Arsenal game, which is at the Etihad. Yep. I mean, I think if I, I, I think Arsenal now they have to win that game. Like, there's just no ifs or buts about it. They have to go there and win the game, and you know. Against a Man City team that have been there and done it, you know it's hard to it's hard to look past them now. So, I think it does look like Man City will yeah. go on to win the Premier League title. But I mean, uh, you know that you know there's some people that that could say that Arsenal do deserve it. You know they've been brilliant this season, but. Every single game from now until the end of the season, in my opinion, I think they can't afford to drop any more points. So that's where we that's where we are in the Premier League. Yeah, I think it's a cup final every game, Arsenal. Um, and for me, like you said, you touched on it perfectly. I think Arsenal are a young side; they're inexperienced. Whereas Man City have been there, they've done it. They've won five the last. They've won five out of the last six Premier League titles. And when you've got players like De Bruyne and Haaland, if you make mistakes and get complacent and give away cheap goals, players that they, they too won't, they'll punish you. They only need one chance. And I think Man City have got match winners over the part and Man City have actually hit the groove now. Like the start of the season, very inconsistently, was Arsenal been outstanding all season. But now, since even since getting put, crashed at Europa League to sport Lisbon at home, well, they were the better team, but they just had silly mistakes in them. And it, that hadn't been happening during, during the season. But now you're starting to see it. Like Liverpool, Shaka's incident, where he gets the crowd going, that then, they could they could have easily lost that game. And then West Ham, they're turning up your cruise, like you said, first half an hour, they're outstanding football. And then they're just making silly mistakes they didn't make. And they're just, you, you see, they're, they're, they're panicking. They're just wanting to get over the line. And I do think Man City will beat them when they play each other. And I think it'll be down to like a point or two and the pressure right on Arsenal. Yeah, intensity. Um, you know, although they did actually do well without him, Gabriel Jesus was out for half the season, but they did they did, they did do well. But I think Saliba's been a big loss for them. Um, you know, he's having Gabriel, the two centre backs have been solid all season, you know, probably the best two part. The, the best partnership 
in the Premier League this season. So uh, I think that was a big loss for them. But I think he's back now. And I think he'll play the next match. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, you know how, how they look when, when Saliba does, does return. Uh, so we will now move on to the latest Scottish Premier League news. And the big news from the weekend was that was the confirmation that Calum Davidson had left as St. Johnston manager a day after they were defeated 2-0 by Livingston. Davidson leaves St. Johnston in ninth place and only five points away from the bottom of the table. So, Pierce, what was your reaction when you heard the news? It's not really surprising, to be honest, um, because St. Johnston have been in woeful form this season. Um, I think the only reason he's kept in his job this long was because he won the double with St. Johnston uh, two seasons ago. And it was unprecedented where he, he just found a formula and it was just working in terms of like, he just set pieces and his team is so solid, hard to break down and they've just done aerial threat everything went forward. Whereas you look at the St. Johnson side now, they're suspect at the back and they they don't really, they really score more than one goal a game. They're the draw specials to the league. Um, and it's, it was in it, for me it was inevitable because the side don't play good football and they look as if they're just going to be in a relegation battle. So I think it's, they need a new direction because I don't think they were going anywhere under Cam Davison. I think he'd done a fantastic job getting the cup double with St. Johnson. Um, but I think he's taken them as far as he could possibly take them. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I mean, Cam Davison, he must be, he must be feeling, he must, he must be feeling terrible at the moment. Obviously, he's lost his job. Um, you know, I, that season when they won the cup double in his first season in charge, you know, uh, I thought they would go on from there and, you know, really improve. But I don't know, ever since they've won that cup double, each season for them has just been so difficult. You know, that they've not had the, they've lost their key players. So, for example, Ali McCann, he left. Jason Kerr, Sean Rooney. You know, these were, well, these examples... These are three big players for them that they had in that cup double season. Xander Clark. Yeah, Xander Clark. And, you know, the fact he's had to replace them with hardly any money and, you know, try try and at least, rep, maybe not replicate the cup double, but at least try and keep St. Johnston improving. But it, it just hasn't happened for them. And, you know, they have a real issue with scoring goals. And, you know, I think Stevie Mays, that 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 kind of main striker, but you know he's quite inconsistent. Sometimes he scores, sometimes he doesn't. And the record with red. A matter of weeks, um. So it's been, it's been a difficult couple of years for Cam for Cam Davidson. You know they just stayed up last season as well, and you know. I feel like we're on this podcast now every week talking about managers losing their jobs. And it's just at that time now, it's just at that time now where, uh, you know, owners get really nervous because, you know, the drop-off from going down a division in terms of losing money is so big that they can't, they, they just, they're just desperate to stay up. So, you know, I actually, I, I do feel for Cam Davidson, you know, and he should leave with his hell, head held high, you know, he's, He's 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 made history with St Johnston. Yeah. 
So I was going to ask you obviously about the relegation battle now that St Johnston are in it. You know, it's very tight down there. So who do you think will go down? For me, I, I, I do think Dundee United. I, I just I just haven't seen enough from them all season. They did surprise me with a few results recently, um, beating Hibernian and stuff. Um, but I just I just don't think they're good enough to stay in the division. I think like defensively they're prospect, um, and they don't play a, like, their attacking strengths like players like Dylan Levitt or Stephen Fletcher. They're two fantastic players, and they've got but they, but they don't have a system. They're just they're so easy to play against. And I would also want to throw St. Johnson in the mix. I, I do think St. Johnson aren't out of it, although they're five points above 12 place Ross County. But I do think Ross County, with the signings in January, I do think they'll just avoid relegation. I think they maybe hit the playoff spot um, or even get 10th. Because players like Simon Murray coming in January, who was flying at Queen's Park this season, um, and scored a cracker a goal against um, St. Johnson last weekend. Um. Yeah, no, I'd, and also even Brophy as well. Who I think he's injured now, but um, I just I just think they're well organised, they're well drilled, and they gave like teams like Celtic and Rangers good games like, like the, down to the wire. So, um, no, I I, I if, if I was going to pick a team, I'd I'd say St. Uh, Dundee to finish rock bottom. Yep, I mean they've been down there all season. Uh, you know, it's such a hard kind of, you know, it's such a hard, hard thing to predict. I mean, in my opinion, I think Kilmarnock, uh, I watched them at the weekend against Celtic, and although Celtic are head and shoulders the best team in the league, I just felt, well, come on, they just looked really poor. Um, you know, I don't really see, like, I don't really see where they, where they score their goals from. Uh, you know, they've got a really bad away record, like a really bad one. Um. Uh, and you know they've, you know I, I just my, my main reason for Kilmarnock is is that I don't think they score enough goals. Um, you know they really do struggle to score goals. Uh, and you know if you don't have a good, I think they've got the worst away record in the league. So if you don't have a good away record, then you know it means it kind of means struggle. Uh, so in my opinion, I do think Kilmarnock, but I mean it's so hard. The splits coming coming in, so we're interested to see who kind of picks up and who doesn't. So, um, so we'll then move on to reacting to last weekend's Champions League matches. So the first leg of the Champions League quarterfinal matches was played last weekend, and these were the results. So Manchester City three, Bayern Munich nil, Benfica nil, Inter Milan two, Real Madrid two, Chelsea nil. Napoli now AC Milan won. So at the time of recording this, uh, we're just a day after some of the games have been played. So we now know that the Champions League semi-finalists are Real Madrid and AC Milan. Um, they both got through the, the, their ties. So uh, we're now down to Benfica Inter Milan, Man City by Munich to for the last two places in the uh, Champions League semi-final spots. So Pierce, uh, which result do you think was the most significant in the games that have in the ties that have already been played? Most significant, um, 
probably go Man City. Um, Man City beating Bayern Munich. Because I did think, even though Thomas Tuchel's just a job, he has got a thing with the Champions League. He done it with Chelsea. Um, but that's a massive win in like. They offered no attacking threat. I thought Bayern Munich, like they just they just didn't trouble Man City at all, and they didn't they didn't do enough defensively um, to stay in the tie. And I thought um, Diet and Pumacana was absolutely horrific. He just kept giving the ball away and just caused mistakes. And like we said earlier with Man City this season, they started to hit top gear now, and they're just ruthless. And I do think that's a statement win in terms of like because let's be honest, like when you think of teams that. Are synonymous with the Champions League. You think Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, teams like that, or teams of that ilk, and I think Man City have done enough. And I think Man City will go to um, Munich and just defend the lead and even hit them on the break. And because let's be honest, Man City are quite frightening on the break when you've got players like De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva, Haaland, Mares, Jack Grealish. Nah, I do think that's that's them going through. I think that's a statement win in the first leg. Yeah, I've got to agree. Um, I, you know, I expected Man City to probably just win, but I didn't expect it to be 3-0. Uh, you know, Bayern Munich are such a good side. Uh, you know, it was quite weird as well because I, I watched that game and uh, it didn't feel like a 3-0 game. You know, Bayern Munich had their chances. You know, they played really well in the match, but they made so many, they made some big mistakes. For example, Upe Meccano, he made a really big mistake to call one of the goals. Um. So that no, I didn't expect it to be final, and you know the game at the time of recording this, you know the game will be played in a few hours' time, the second leg at the Allianz Arena, and that's going to be. I mean, Man City have got such a good advantage, but you know Bayern Munich at home, you know they're capable, you know they're capable of doing something, you know they're they're, they're such a good side, um, but I I do think Man City will, uh, I I think they will hold on, I think you know. They'll have their moments by Munich, but I think Man City, you know, with that with that scoreline, I think, and especially, you know, they've got they're capable of scoring, for example. You know. Um so uh, so some of the so some of the so as as we already said, Real Madrid and um AC Milan are already into the semi final. So also that just leaves the Benfica into Milan match. So, what do you think about that? I, I, obviously, Milan are 2 0 up. Playing San Siro, so do you think? What do you think? Before the match, I, I called Benfica to go through. Um, I thought they'd have won comfortably because I thought um, Inter Milan struggled against Porto in the previous round and they scraped it through. But Inter Milan proved me so wrong because they just defended resolutely and Every time they went forward, they looked as if they were going to cause Benfica problems. Benfica have been absolutely flying this season, especially in Europe as well, as well as domestically. They talked a good with PSG in Barcelona. Um, and no, I think Inter Milan won 2-0, and it, it could have been more. I thought Benfica didn't offer a potent attacking threat to the even troubled Inter Milan ones, especially at home in the Stadio de Luz. And I do think at the San Siro, I think Milan will probably 1-1-0. I think they'll just defend and just hit the break. Probably, probably even see a Lukaku goal on the break. Um, no, I do, I do think Inter Milan have got enough experience on their side to see that one out. 
you know, I'm going to be a bit not controversial, but I'm going to. I I actually do think Benfica will do it. Uh, you know, Inter Milan have been really poor in the league this season. Uh, you know, they've what. At San Siro. So they're not getting into this game into Milan with, you know, a, a win in the previous match. You know, they are 2 0 up. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I just think Benfica are, are more than capable of going there and getting two goals. Because if Benfica score very early in the match, you know, that game's right, right back. And, you know, it's the game's, the game's on. Uh, so no, I, I do think, I, I have a feeling Benfica will do it. Uh, I think they will end up. I think it'll go extra time. I think Benfica will get their two goals back, and I think they'll end up. I think they'll end up going to through the semi final. I could even see it going to penalties. Um, but yeah, so that's what I think. So my my semi finalists will be obviously Real Madrid, AC Milan, Man City, and Benfica. Who do you think your semi finalists will be? I think it'll be. All, I think it'll be obviously Real Madrid. And yeah. Manchester and Manchester City, and I think Inter Milan. Who's other side? AC Milan. AC Milan. Yeah. So I think yeah. it'll be Inter AC semi final in Real Madrid versus yeah. Man City, which is Milan semi final in the Champions League is that's that's like when Real Madrid played Barcelona in twenty eleven. That's just unreal. Like you want massive derbies like in big games like this because even then it's like Man City were gunning for revenge for last season. Would they somehow get put out by Real Madrid when Real Madrid looked dead and buried? But Real Madrid never dead and buried. And I would never expect AC Milan to put out Napoli. And they've done it. They've, they've proven all again. Like they've, they've been quite inconsistent this season. The both Milan sides have been inconsistent this season. But in Europe, they've, they've done tremendous things and they've got to where they are because, on merit. And I do think that'll be a, a blockbuster game as well. Two matches at San Siro, both will sell it, both be hostile, and I can see a couple of red cards because it will get feisty. If that's the same. Yeah, yeah, that'd be special. The man derby if that did happen. Um so for the final part of the show, Pierce will now give his Asian football roundup. Yes, so we had on Saturday a full card of Japanese football. And it's Alberts Nagata 3, Avispa Fukoko 2, um, Yokama FC 0, Sanfrecci Hiroshima 3, uh, Kawasaki Frontali 1, Nagaya Grampus 2, um, Shonan Belmia 1, Yokama Marinos 1, uh, Sagan Tusu 1, Kashiwa Racer 1, um, Ur- Urawa Red Diamonds 4, Haikodo Console Sapporo 1, um, FC Tokyo 1, uh, Serozo Osaka 2, uh, Kashima Lutters 1, Vassil Kobe 5, and Kyoto Sanga FC 2, Gamble Osaka 1. And that leaves the table with um, Vassil Kobe after 8 match games, top on 19, with Gram- Nagor Grampus on 17 and San Francisco on 17 as well. But last season's uh, champions, Yoka Maros, are down at 5th place, only on 14 points, and they've only won 4 of the first 8 games. And with Yokama FC newly promoted side second rock bottom on two points after eight games and failing to win a single match so far. In terms of the Korean League, we played on Saturday, Suwon Blue Wings 
2, JGN 83, Bohang Steelers 1, FC Seoul 1, Seoul FC 1, Jumbo FC 0. And on Sunday, the card was finished with Gangwon FC 0, Incheon United 2, Daejeon Citizen 2, Ulsan Hyundai 1, uh, Daegu FC 3, Gwangju FC 4. And that is leaving the table with Ulsan Hyundai, last season champions, on 18, with Pohang and Daejeon behind them on 15 and 14. And the surprise package is uh, Gwangju FC, who is newly promoted, sitting in fifth place on 12 points, and with uh, Suwon Blue Wings rock bottom on two points, and them and Gangwon are the only two sides not to win a single uh, game after seven match days. And that's all your latest fo Asian football news. Thank you, Pierce. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Football Shagoo podcast. This podcast will be available to listen to on the Football Shagoo YouTube channel and also the Football Chugger website. Thanks for listening and see you soon. See you later.